0: Corey, are you, are are you woke? Uh I am uh, I am ultra woke. Nice. Where we go one, we go all. Hell yeah. <laughs> Red pill.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm a dork living in Portland, Oregon who spent too many years listening to podcasts and not doing anything creative. This is my attempt to rectify that, to create and contribute something where I talk to people about their cultural obsessions and try to give some recommendations of my own. Welcome to Giving the Mic to the Wrong Person. Thanks for being up for joining us tonight. The, um, the kind of topic and the basic format of the show that I want to do because it's something I've been thinking about for a while is not some, uh, it was like, just the fun- the the reason for and the kind of mechanics of conspiracy theory, rather than just I mean we're gonna, probably going to mention like specific examples, but I'm more interested in like just talking about like what you know what they actually do because like you know the what, psychological psychosocial function of them rather than, like, the actual particulars of it. Because I figure if we start getting into the details of any... You know, if we start talking, like, some QAnon shit and somebody listens to this episode in, like, a year or two, like, do we want to put wagers whether that's still going to be around or... Because I figure whatever big hot, you know, hot thing on the streets is coming next is going to be just, you know, th- there will always be new ones that come and they will always be dumber. QAnon has legs.
2: Yeah. I uh, Yeah, it's already been around a year. I get your point, um... Let, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to plunge in. I, I have uh, limited time, unfortunately, so uh, I, will, I will be happy to talk about that or anything else that you bring up at the last second.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be also interesting to how do you combat it, right? You can't combat it through mockery or facts. Right. Why would you?
2: That's a, that's a great question.
1: Okay, yes. so, um, hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome welcome again to Giving the Mic to the Wrong Person. I am your host, Jeremy, here on a lovely, not quite as frigid, cold uh, Portland evening here uh, with uh, yet another group of folks who decided to volunteer their, uh, their uh, you know, very short uh, spare time to helping me, uh, con- you know, record whatever the hell this thing actually is. Um, going around the room and all, we have, let's see, we have friends and guests around the room and... Um, Online, can you please introduce yourself to the viewing audience?
4: Hi, I'm Nat, podcast host of Meta Machina and useless collector of conspiracy theories from YouTube.
3: I'm Maroon, a uh, New York-based journalist uh, in town, so I thought I'd stop by.
0: I'm Jacob and I'm awake. I know what's going on. I know why you're all here and I've known for a while. you think you're getting one up on me, but you're not. all right. I am I am hip to what's going on. Gotcha. And I'm going to stop you.
1: Gotcha. Uh, and on the line are uh, phoning in from his new frigid climbs on the Great White North.
2: Corey Pine, that's me. That's you. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. How's things in America? I'm Corey Pine. I'm also a journalist, uh, and I just moved to Canada.
4: Congratulations. Congratulations.
3: How are the donuts? Thank you.
2: What's that? Is Are that the, a donuts. Question? Yeah. the donuts yeah. I haven't had a donut yet I've had poutine I've had mm-hmm. uh, the clear beer which comes in 20 different varieties <laughs> um, it, you know it's so far so good
3: I I biked through Quebec a number of years ago, and that's when I got poutine. Um, it's good. It's it's an it's an entire meal. Mm-hmm. It's it's
2: gravy and cheese and French fries. I mean, wonderful. it's
3: pretty hard to screw cheese
2: up.
4: Cheese
3: curds, cheese
4: curds, cheese
3: anyway, yeah. curds. Right? And, excuse and, and, me. I mean, it's even and cheese, more decadent. The, the cheese curds have to be waxy.
4: Mm-hmm. They have to be squeaky.
3: Yep.
1: Are there any good Canadian conspiracy theories? More, I would more than well. They they just elected one of the Ford brothers in Ontario, so I'm gonna I'm guessing the yeah, they, the same dynamic is going on up there.
2: Uh, but yeah, that's the, my impression. Yeah, yeah.
1: The um anyway, the topic for this evening I wanted to talk about is conspiracy theories because uh, they ain't going away, folks. Of the how and the why they are, and like what function they serve, and eventually, if we have time, uh, what <laughs> what if anything one can kind of do about them. Let's just say we'll we'll see it to to either guest here, you know, Corey or Arun, if you. Could, if one of you could take, could you take a stab at what would you, what would you use as a def, as a working definition of what we would consider a conspiracy theory to be?
2: Oh, that's a big one. Uh, do you want do you want to take this, Arun? Uh, I, I I wrote an essay. Actually, I don't mind taking it because I wrote for I wrote it. an essay about uh, about a very specific definition that I believe was my own coinage and i I, my theory of conspiracy theories is that people who are engaged in conspiracy theorizing are mostly shitty detectives (laughs) because they know that something is wrong but they don't necessarily know how to put the pieces together in order to come up with an accurate or plausible diagnosis as to why
3: I think that's that's pretty good I would maybe add to that uh, I was just mentioning I've been reading a lot of anthropology um, and paleoanthropology on the origin of humans so I, I think it's essentially a myth a, a, a modern day myth a technological myth uh, for people to explain uh, uh, make it easy for them to explain and understand the world well,
4: I agree with that Corey, how,
3: if that's the case, how do you separate that
0: from any other investigative process like journalists? Aren't journalists also just shitty detectives?
2: <laughs> well, very often. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'd say the problem more often with journalism is that uh, they don't even bother to investigate.
1: Yeah. Uh, or sometimes they don't even like, pick up the phone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and the ones that do wind up doing investigations... Um, Tend to be pretty good at, almost like uh, you know, police detectives in terms of figuring out uh, how a timeline is constructed of the relevant actors in a situation and what their various motives might be. I mean, there is a method to doing an investigation in a way that produces, uh, you know, a verifiable uh, or you know, compelling answer, and that and that I would say even applies to bigger questions not just like whodunits like clue but uh questions like why does the economy work the way it does you know i think that if you go back and read you know marx's uh you know best known works they're they're actually works of investigative journalism uh in addition to theory so uh yeah i i believe that uh you know it's it's discernible what separates a, a, you know, a worthwhile investigation or a worthy investigation from a from a mere conspiracy theory, and that the way that you can separate those is by applying something like a scientific process. There's a lot more intuition involved uh, in journalistic investigations, especially, but uh, it's not like uh, it's. An art. It's it's a craft, and it's it's got discrete steps. And uh, the people that I believe, you know, the, there's a disparaging quality to that word, conspiracy or phrase, conspiracy theorist, and and I think that's warranted. And uh, you know, the 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 way that you make the distinction is is by, you know, applying, uh, you know, verif- uh verification verification processes and reason. To the claims that are being made
3: so I, I think so the reason I want to emphasize the the myth a- aspect as as fundamental is the thing about conspiracy theories I, I get what you 're saying Corey, and that that 's what we do as journalists, right, and I think that 's an important role, but for a conspiracy theorist. Uh, there is nothing you can say to make them believe otherwise. No amount of evidence is going to get them to change their minds. And it's they are also completely fixed in their worldview. So it, it's the original kind of like post-factual uh, reality. And so any kind of like you're You're dealing with something where truth value has has no real function and and I think you know if we're to like you know what what are the conspiracy theories at least I think in the modern era it, w- it would uh, be the protocol of the elders of Zion right. you know gotta respect the classics yeah the international Jewish conspiracy and it's it's also that it it operates at this kind of like trans historical level right mm-hmm. that there is this guiding force that actually sits outside of history and so that's why I'm often like reluctant to kind of debunk things and I think like a lot of the media uh like basically all the um uh mainstream media I, I think completely miss the point with all the fact checking of, of of Trump that this you're you're really not convincing anyone. Um, yeah. um I think yeah. it's it's useful um just to have it for the historical record um but often and this is kind of i think more tangential tangential issue to what we're talking about but i think um you know what trump has done is weaponized journalism against it itself uh and i think the media really have still not dealt with that and you know they do i think like the washington post is better about it um new york times is just like basically this like doddering old fool <laughs> yeah. um who, uh, you know, is still rearranging the chairs on the deck of the Titanic because that's all, all it knows how to do. I have to give David hold a lot of
0: credit since I think he's basically responsible for getting the Trump charity shutdown. It was his reporting during the election and even after that I think really drove home what an insanely corrupt, uh, just outrageous... Um, abuse that entire thing was, to the point where Trump is literally just buying paintings of himself and using the Trump charity to pay for his kids' Boy Scouts uh, admission. And that's all from Fair and Told at the Post, so I give him a lot of
1: credit for that. Folks, this is Jeremy just popping in here. If you like what you're hearing, why not help us uh, make the show? You can support us for as little as a dollar a month donated through our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash giving the mic. Every little bit helps.
3: Thanks. And but right so but the insanity of it I think can be seen, and this is happening right now, but I I think It'll be something that will actually make it into the historical record. At least as a a footnote, um, the GoFundMe campaign for the wall.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. um, I've been watching it. um, Like yesterday at one point, it was like 1.3 million. Then by the nighttime, it was 2.4 million. It's now surpassed 8 million. (laughs) Now, of course, they're not even at 1%. But here's the thing. You have over 130 thousand americans who've donated to this who are like so committed to trump they are willing grifties Mm -hmm. right so what what does that say right you know we know we know this wall's never going to be built he spent his whole fucking campaign i can say fucking right right yeah it's like we, we, we,
1: (laughs) we 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 require uh harsh language on this on this show
3: you know, I was at numerous Trump rallies. I took that bullet for you all, mm-hmm. um, where he he's just like, and who's gonna pay for the wall? Mexico, right? Oh, yeah. Again, Mexico, and these fucking morons. And I don't like calling Trump voters dumb because it's just like if if they're dumb, um, how dumb are we? Because they're the ones who are actually running the shit show. Yeah. Um, but that you have so many of them willing to pony up their own money for this complete farce for this edifice to their like racism and and hatred and xenophobia right so they are willing to be uh, grifted by trump so that says something about the the depth of fanaticism at work here
1: yeah, I think um, going on touch about that because one of the things that always interested in me was that and it gets into just effectively like you know, how our beliefs formed and, you know, and also that intelligence doesn't really have anything to do with it because it is not, you know, we believe things. What is it? We believe things emotionally and just kind of and justify them rationally afterwards or something like that. It's true. And but it's also that. I think there was some stat that, you know, what was it, that uh, on average people with with higher quote-unquote intelligence... Are more likely to um well first more likely to be cult members because they think they're too clever to be fooled Mm -hmm. and wound up getting of course wound up being food but it's also like um a lot of times conspiracy theory seems like it's like it's part of the brain working correctly but it's just like trying to hyper rationalize things but always towards like the wrong you know towards the wrong conclusion
0: just to be clear are you saying that People who have a high IQ are more likely to believe in conspiracy theories.
1: Not necessarily. I think that I think in, uh, with with beliefs, I think intelligence is a completely. There's a, you know, there's a difference. There's a reason why on, in Dungeons and Dragon, Dungeons and Dragons, your oh, th- your thinking skill <laughs> wisdom is wisdom
4: versus perception. Uh, wisdom intel- versus intelligence, intelligence. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. It's
1: two <laughs> things. one is wisdom? One is intelligence. They're both cognitive skills, but you know, one is more computational. Oh man, we're we're s- in serious nerd land. We're,
2: oh, I play
4: D and D twice a week. So
2: I, I didn't see the D and D. Uh, I didn't see that. That threw me for a loop. Uh, I, although I get what you're saying. That will it's uh, because like I
1: yeah I don't have a I, you know I never took a psych class. I took I took like engineering and philosophy classes. So
4: well from a psych perspective. Uh, uh, well
2: I, no, I, oh no please finish the psych. I was going to say something about propaganda which which is also related yeah we'll feed into that
4: i think i was only just going to say that from a psych perspective if you think that you're too clever to be fooled you'll easily be fooled because you don't have that self-awareness and that sense of humility about your ideals and beliefs and you know i've seen this also you know there's there's two sides of it right there's the pseudo-intellectualism that comes from this so-called academia this is why like jordan peterson and all these like intellectual dark web assholes are getting you know Propped up by people in this, in the name of actually, quote unquote, being smart or scientific. We'll think of Sam Harris too, where that you know you have this like, well, you just don't understand. Versus you know this anti-intellectualism, anti-authoritarianism thing that's going on with Trump, where they're like, don't talk down to me, don't tell me what to think, and so you get this really weird dichotomy between the two.
2: Uh, I was going to say that uh, with propaganda, it's the and, and scholars who studied propaganda, uh, you know, in the mid-20th century we're saying that, you know, the most susceptible people are those who are uh, often educated but most importantly consider themselves too smart to be fooled yeah. mm-hmm. by something like propaganda and, and you know, much of the conspiracy theorizing that happens now is a product of propaganda and helps support it. I mean, that's what Arun is talking about with uh you know the people that have bought into trump's i mean his whole platform is a conspiracy theory that you know Mexico's sending their rapists Mm -hmm. you know and their criminals uh it's 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 uh ruled by conspiracy theory i mean his political profile was based on conspiracy theories you know the the birther one namely i mean you know you could knock obama for a lot of stuff but that was just false and, you know, it, it spoke to people's uh, pre-existing prejudices, right, uh, for the people that it resonated with. So the idea that, that no matter what you say to someone who believes in a conspiracy theory, they will reinterpret it as uh, something that supports the, the conspiracy that they already believe mm-hmm. or the theory they already believe, uh, that's, that's really fundamental, I think. Uh, you know, and Arun made that point as well. You know the 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 phenomenon or whatever it is is marked by uh, just not being able to reach people with methods that you would consider uh, part of normal communication, right? Right. Like saying that's not true, and here's how I know why, or uh, that's uh, offensive that you say that. I mean, uh, those sort of appeals just go nowhere.
0: I'm not sure that they should, though. I mean, we live in times when, to a certain extent, we have seen the media get discredited really spectacularly. There was this most recent thing where a claim was made that Manafort visited Julian Assange at the embassy. And the like, Guardian kind of sorted, like, not really walked it back. Uh, but if that's true, there should be photos. We should have logs. Well, there I mean, should be evidence for this. this whole and it's clearly bullshit that the you know that people with an agenda have put out, and that the Guardian just ran with because they're not apparently capable of doing the work.
4: It's all a circus. I mean, when you look at what the liberal quote unquote media is focusing on, when it's all just constant Russia, 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 Russia. You know, like we live in a world where they're like. Yeah, we are being fed a narrative that isn't it doesn't isn't based in any sort of reality that we can actually identify with or understand, much less believe in. It's all a conspiracy theory in itself, right? I mean, this is just I've got friends that went out and, you know, protested to free Mueller, you know, like whatever, just like, oh.
0: Yeah, either you believe that the deep state is working to unseat Trump, which to a certain extent we know is actually true because there the was a fucking editorial published in the New York Times by somebody in Trump's administration saying that he was working with people to stop Trump. Or we have to describe, subscribe to this insane idea that, uh, you know, there's a P tape where, that Trump is in and that. Uh, Vladimir Putin, like, waves it at the camera whenever he wants Trump to do something. And we have to subscribe to either of these if we want to basically get anywhere in politics today. So I
2: think that's a false dichotomy. I mean, you know, the, just because every source of information we have is flawed doesn't mean that we can't sit through it. Now, it's, unfortunately, it's basically a full-time job. And you know, most people aren't in a position to do that. So... It is, it is kind of a grim picture, but I don't think you can just write off every piece of information that comes out, even if it is propagandistic or in a, in a bigger context of misleading it uh, in narratives uh, as you know, false or something that can be dismissed. Uh, unfortunately, it's kind of on all of us to use our heads and muddle through it as best we can
3: yeah i i think that 's really important i i did want to say you know it 's i feel it 's absolutely essential to defend reason and logic and and uh fact based uh arguments and um, scientifically determined yeah. evidence, right? You know, we, yeah. we, do, we do live in a material world. Uh, the fact that we have a, uh, such extraordinary technology is uh, all the material evidence we need um, that we know how to manipulate the world in a systematic way according to various scientific laws now I was thinking you know this is like who who was it Henry James variety of religious experience is that it I never read I never read his stuff but I I feel like you know we we need to like kind of talk about varieties of conspiracy experience right because the thing is okay first of all let's distinguish between conspiracy and conspiracy theories right Right. Watergate was a conspiracy Iran-Contra was a conspiracy the October surprise may have happened which is that um, it's believed that uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, that uh, that calm and vital statesman, that moderate president who reached across the aisle. The grandfatherly presence. Yes. Um, uh, he That he met with uh, the Iranian uh, government uh, during the 1980 campaign and brokered a deal that uh, they would not release the hostages as a way to sabotage uh, Jimmy. Carter's campaign and it was long 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 been suspicions of this and this was actually a big thing in the uh, mid late eighties, where a lot of the left media was actually trying to report it out, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they were, and you know, it then became this thing like, oh, his diary didn't show like such and such meeting happened, but you know, of course, that that's easy enough uh, to fudge. How do um, these white assholes keep getting away with the diary thing? <laughs> because we have to believe them, but so. There are conspiracies. Conspiracies happen all the time, and yeah. that, that's why I think it's important that conspiracy theories is ultimately about a myth. And here's here's where things do get, I think, kind of, of fuzzy. You know, like I mentioned, I've been reading all these anthropology papers, and I. I am, you know, I am a historical materialist, so I think a lot of phenomena, there's, it is very American to um, be scientific reductionist. To yeah. see something that happens and say there is, to essentialize it, right? So right. there's yeah. the gay gene, there's the crime gene, right? You know, that it's, you know, um, eugenics, you know, that uh, blacks have, naturally have a lower IQ, right? To take something and and say it's essential, whereas it's like, no, what we need to do is unravel the um, uh, historical phenomena uh, that led to this uh, situation, but at the same time, we are storytellers, right? Um, and that is how humans evolved. You know, the um, evidence for uh, hominin control of fire goes back at least 400,000 years. Homo sapiens are only 200,000 uh, years old, so it, it predates humanity in mm-hmm. itself. So we sat around the fire telling each other stories, trying to explain the world. Do, do folks know what patternicity is? Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, is it, it, the
1: is it, I I think I do is it the what is it the, ten, the, the the fact that we have an in a hardwired tendency to want to ascribe a pattern to effectively like what like random events.
3: Yeah. So, uh, Michael, who's it? Shermer is it the My, uh, skeptical inquirer? Yeah, the, uh, uh, the
1: kind of a libertarian. Yeah, libertarian asshole who runs the skeptical inquirer right, who right. is now buddying up with IDW assholes.
3: Yeah, it, it, was, it was gross. But he—he's the one who came up with the idea, and the way he explains it is like, look, you—you you have two like uh, primitive hom- homonyms, you know, Australopithecus, uh, Bossi on the Serengeti, mm-hmm. um, they're in—in uh, in the uh, grass, and there's a rustle in the grass and um, one of them thinks it's uh, the wind the other thinks it's a lion um, and so his theory is that the one who thinks it's a lion is uh, probably wrong but uh, in thinking it, it's a lion they then uh, react defa- react and so are more likely to survive so we have this innate tendency to impose patterns um, on the world and you know we, we all do it you know right um, so the thing is we tell stories and I think that's what journalism is a lot about is is telling stories it's not just a modern phenomena we we've all we've always told stories even if we didn't recognize it as as such because it, it allows us to have a way to understand the world where we don't have to a- account for every single bit of evidence but what, what I would argue is that some stories have a much higher degree of verisimilitude than than others. That ones are fundamentally in line with, with how the w- world works, right? So, you know, instead of saying that uh, the discovery of the Americas, we, we talk about the conquest of, of, of the right. Americas. It's a fundamentally different narrative, but one that actually jibes with what happened um, on the ground uh, historically based on, on the evidence. So, that's i think getting back to conspiracies that's a problem with with conspiracies is that they are a different type of story but they're fundamentally a, a false or or an imagined story and the problem is is also what do we consider conspiracies right because there are elite conspiracies you know um, or there's like ignoring the historical realities right. and Jacob mentioned you know the last 20 years the mainstream media has, they completely uh, buffed uh, the uh, internet bubble um, the Iraq war uh, the, the subprime uh, crisis um, they really didn't uh, get uh, Trump or they were uh, willing uh, dupes of a uh, uh, Trump, So in in a lot of ways, they've fucked up again and, and again and again. But if we want to go further back, how about the communist conspiracy? Right. That was the driving narrative of post-World War Two, that the evil communists were going to take over the globe, which, of course, was utter bullshit. You know, we know for a fact that, say, when it came to Europe, the division, Stalin made uh, agreements at, at Malta with, with Churchill and Reagan. Uh, um, Roosevelt, for instance, that um, the West was to have 85 percent. They actually assigned numbers to it, I I believe, like the West would have 85 percent influence in Greece, which was why he didn't they withdrew support from the Greek Communist Party and uh, allowed the royalists to to take power in in the Civil War when he could have uh, intervened very easily. Right. There was no like grand communist conspiracy, the whole domino theory. You know, this was an an elite narrative that was imposed upon history for very pernicious ends. Um, that I think was, I don't want to say entire myth, but like a, a, a just a really propagandistic distortion.
1: They leaned into a certain. They leaned into it into into it in a certain way for a certain reason.
0: Right. I mean, there were absolutely communist spies. In some cases, there was one in the Treasury who reached a fairly high position. But I mean. I've always argued that the big mistake that, w- that was made was worrying about it being a communist conspiracy rather than a Russian conspiracy, because it wouldn't have mattered if they were communists or not. They were a rival superpower that basically wanted to know what we knew and wanted to subvert what they could when they could. And we were trying to do the same. I mean, that's part of the that's part of statecraft. Yeah. Corey?
2: Well, uh, people have already brought up how, you know, conspiracies happen, and, you know, that makes it all the more confusing. I think that, uh, you know, people alive today have seen, you know, different conspiracy theories, as Arun was saying, promoted from the government and presented as reality that are discernibly not, Uh, or at least there's glaring problems with the stories, you know uh probably part of the reason that uh trump didn't have any major consequence on the campaign uh negative consequence for accusing one of his opponents primary opponents ted cruz's dad of being involved in the (laughs) jfk assassination is that people know there was something really fishy with the jfk assassination right uh and part of the reason that uh you know 9/11 truth sort of overwhelmed uh you know all the op- various opposition movements during the bush years over time was that there were major problems with the 9/11 story uh, Including however, missing pages uh, you looked at it so uh, we're seeing something similar today with the the whole Russiagate thing and and people have brought that up too uh, but you know the reality is there's a lot of crazy stuff going on that's already come out in ways that are verifiable so you know it's not a story that can be dismissed but that doesn't mean that the narratives uh that are being used to describe it are the are uh, that you have to latch on to any one of them because when there are actual conspiracies uh the people engaged and they're successful uh the people that are actually engaged in them are usually pretty careful to cover up some of the the more uh, crucial facts, effectively. So uh, one of the frustrating things about living in times of of intrigue and propaganda like we do now is that it might take 20 or 30 years uh, to figure out what actually happened. You know, just hopefully uh, the oil company conspiracy to deny that climate change is happening doesn't mean that we're all dead by the time we figure out what else was going on. Right that's yeah. my feeling on the situation yeah
1: that kind of ratches <laughs> up well that's one thing that does get into it is like what happened Because conspiracy theories tend sense to be like yeah this 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 totalizing story this narrative that is used to I think I was reading there's a book out there just called American conspiracy theories that was published within the last year by uh I think yeah, Joseph E was uh was he I think it's wazinski and Joseph parent that talks about it's actually it's kind of like at some point it was like history as written by the losers to a certain extent it's, it's almost, there's like there's a um, there's kind of a, um, a mollifying a, uh, a compensatory factor to a lot of these you know we lost because of this this overpowerful reason and I think but it, the kicker is my question uh, next question is what happens when um, it is the people in power themselves that believe this shit you know, uh, per, uh, Alex Perrine talks about how right wing media for 20 years was just this, you know, was just this shit fountain for the rubes, you know, just to like let them, you know, so they would vote for whoever. But the actual elites wouldn't believe any of that stuff. What happens when, you know, the, uh, the when the elites themselves are the ones just sucking down that sewer pipe?
0: When you have Donald Trump going on Alex Jones and basically catering to the Birchers,
1: yeah, or or you know, insert uh, George Soros uh, thing of uh, r- rumor of the day.
2: Well, I've got a since I've got to bounce in a minute. Okay, will uh, yeah. give my sense of what happens historically speaking when those when that is the case. Pogroms and purges. Yeah, I was going
1: to say yeah, and they usually go after. we're Already
2: seeing those kind of things happen, so uh, it's it's troublesome. I mean, uh, you you can't have Uh, You can't have a situation where the uh, powers that be are promoting uh, really divisive and, uh, you know, uh, sort of um, inciting violence in relation to conspiracy theories uh, that they're promoting uh, without people taking action on what they believe to be uh, legitimate threats right. against their lives uh, or security or, or, you know, the country or uh, family, whatever. I mean, uh, that's it's a very dangerous situation to have uh, because people believe what they're told by and large. Uh, often they believe the first explanation that they're given, which is why uh, people's political preferences tend to be in line with their parents. Uh, you know, I I think uh, it's pretty scary. Uh, and as far and you wanted something about how to combat it, so um, you know, before I uh, go, I'll just say that uh, I think the I it's correct to say that you can't fight it necessarily with facts because uh, the people that are are believe uh, you know already in deep. Aren't going to listen to facts, and they're yeah. not going to listen to emotional appeals because, I mean, we we live in a time when people think that shooting mass shooting victims are like paid actors. <laughs> you you're, know, you're
0: saying we order need to start another better conspiracy theory.
2: No, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't necessarily uh, propose that. Um, I would say that you got to reach the people who are reachable. So the first step is to try to determine who can still be reached and who's too far gone. And, you know, my personal sense is that many liberals as, as, as far gone as some of them are down uh, a sort of, uh, you know, problematic uh, Russiagate conspiracy theory, uh, many of them are still reachable. Uh, you know, conservatives in the US, I think, for the most part, have entirely gone. Fascist and down mm-hmm. the rabbit hole of, uh, you know, take your pick, uh, you know, Sharia global takeover to, uh, you know, reptilian, uh, alien, uh, pedophile rings or whatever. I mean, I, I don't think there's any
3: reaching. How do I get people, in all that? But- <laughs> What's that? How do I get on the reptilian uh, alien pedophile <SSSSSSSSSSSSRANCE> <SSSSSSSSSZANCE> <SSSSZANCE> <SSSZANCE> rings? I think they pick you. I I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what I'm asking. Uh, How do I get picked, you know? <laughs> I, I want to be a reptil- reptilian alien. Not n- really the pedophile part, but you mm-hmm. know, if if that's a requirement, <laughs> I I'd, I'd think about I it. I
1: thought you didn't want to
0: talk about QAnon. <laughs> yeah, what if we well, We can anyway, talk about QAnon. No,
2: if you I am I mean, sorry. I- um, that's my meager. That's my meager positive suggestion. Uh, that's great. Is that you know focus on the people that you can reach and forget the people you can't because like getting into debates with them is just a waste <laughs> of everybody's time and in the worst case is going to uh, suck some people down uh, that rabbit hole yeah. who might not have otherwise fallen down it. So you uh, you know don't engage uh, poisonous arguments.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So I actually uh, did some prep work for this uh, podcast, and uh, cool, one of us did researching um, why people believe and how to change their opinions. The one I think point that came across that i i thought is is it was a really good point is um give people more control over their lives yep and and yep. that's what's really going on it's it's people who feel that the world is out of control um if we had a society where we actually had democratic particip- participation in the workplace in the neighborhood and in, in in your city you know that you were part of of this broader community maybe you wouldn't be so susceptible and i think that is very very true um But I I also want to give, like, I'll try and do this quickly, an explanation of of birtherism. Go for it. So uh, in 2008, I thought the uh, theorist to read was Marx after Trump uh, saying it's Freud. So the thing is, birtherism, I think, can actually be explained uh, pretty well. So Barack Obama was a jolt to the world of of conservatives, uh, which are— basically, you know, soft... Uh, uh exceptionalists, if not white nationalists, mm-hmm. right, you know, right. Even, even if they're not open or, or, or overt about it, at least, you know, whites, they believe in white supremacy. Again, even if they're not, don't understand what that means, they definitely do believe in it. And so, what it was is this jolt that, oh, you know, maybe, you know, America was founded on, you know, Native genocide, you know, uh, Native genocide and African chattel slavery, two of the You know, great uh, uh, crimes of of history, of of the uh, colonial world. Uh, Maybe there is something to the messianic black narrative. Uh, maybe America is not a force for uh, good in the world. So it was something that was deeply unsettling to their notion of who they were, who their community is, what America represents. And so what birtherism becomes is it's a very easy escape hatch. Now, the thing is, if you actually look at, at the the polling data, so even though during the whole 2008 campaign you know he's being derided as Barack Hussein Obama he was educated in a madrasa the number of uh uh, conservatives who thought he was a Muslim was was pretty low. And I know this is slightly different from birtherism, but it is closely connected. Yeah. Um, it was like about 21% by the time he's elected, but it continues to rise. So the point, I think you get to by like 2013, 2014, well over 50% of wow. conservatives think that Obama is a Muslim. And the thing about birtherism is what it allows you to do is say, like, "Oh, maybe it isn't that uh, my whole worldview, my whole sense of who I am, who my community is, who my family is, my sense of gender, i, I racial identity, is not completely wrong, and I have no way to reconstruct it uh, because the left, as we all know, is really terrible of, of about <laughs> yeah. in giving people like." easy narratives uh, to, to latch onto, and that's what we need to be able to do. We need to give them true narratives, but one that make them feel good about themselves mm-hmm. instead of like making them feel like guilty pieces of shit, which we're great about. Yeah. Um, what you mean? Moral scolding endlessly doesn't actually work? We to huh.
4: ourselves, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're medieval monks, no. Um, uh, so birtherism allows you to basically say, like, oh, He's a fifth columnist. He's he's a crypto-Muslim. He was born in Kenya. That explains everything. Yeah, he's so, from
1: outside of our structure, outside of our system.
3: Right. So you can then, like, go on with your worldview completely intact. So it becomes much easier. And uh, to just say, oh, he's he's a, a, a Kenyan-born Muslim communist center to undermine us, um, than saying, like, oh maybe this all these things that i thought are that uh, weren't true or that fundamentally shake my beliefs to the core uh, could be true and we see, I think, a very close parallel. I, I will say this about liberals: I don't want to make like a, a, say they're the same as conservatives, mm-hmm. right? Liberals do tend to be better educated, right? And this is this is a thing about America: Sorry. stupidity is a political project. Yeah, you know, it is a project, and you do not see this level of of conspiracy in better educated western societies right you know um i spent a, a good bit of that doesn't mean they don't have their own problems whether right. it's racism islamophobia w- whatever but there's a much higher level of of political and social discourse than you find in in the united states yeah so but liberals in as soon as as Trump was elected, it's just like I started counting all the ways, and I think it, I came up with something like seven different ways in like three months that he was going to be gone from office, right? Yeah. You know, there was the the faithless electors. There was yeah. uh, the emoluments uh, uh, lawsuit, which is still going on. Um, there there was I think some sort of like recount. There was wasn't there like recounts? Yeah. yeah the the, uh, oh, the, the, the that Wisconsin just, the, the Wisconsin right right. It it was like seven different ways that uh, and you know, I was having like people, uh, friends and relatives, you, you know, because they know I'm a journalist. It's just like, when's Trump gonna be impeached? When? And yeah. it's just like, it's convinc- convinced. And I'm like, he's not gonna be fucking impeached, okay? You don't get it, this has nothing. But he's broken the law. Do you understand how law works? The law has <laughs> nothing to do yeah. Yeah. W- with uh, the legal code. It's all about power, yeah. right? Um, and so they, and what it is is that liberals want to believe that Trump is a historical aberration, because this is very unsettling to their worldview right one if if they believe that Trump is a, one possible natural outcome, then they have to believe that oh, maybe America is inherently racist. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, the Constitution is not this great document. It was um, uh, basically put together by a bunch of white male murderers and rapists, mm-hmm. slave owners, um,
1: who had who had to make compromises with the with even worse
3: versions of uh, of that too. Yes. Yeah, and that you know the American system is such that it can allow a dictator to come to power and consolidate hold because we do have this imperial president, so it then becomes much easier to believe than that he can be impeached, that Mueller or the FBI is going to ride in, in to save us. He's kind of like loan his historical figures that the system will right itself and that uh, Trump will be booted out of office ignominiously and things will return to normal I think I'd also explain just this desperate just mm-hmm. dis necrophiliac uh, obsession for McCain and uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, you know, to like, just this complete fabulism, this complete whitewash of history. You know, I I wrote a piece for The Intercept um, about uh, George Herbert Walker Bush and just in his relation to Iran Contra, and I was going through hundreds, I mean hundreds of articles from the New York Times, Washington Post, um from all the major media they were all scathing constantly. People don't remember. He was not liked. No one fucking liked him. Even the people. Who, he was whiny. He was arrogant. He was aloof. Wow. Uh, he was uh, a backstabber. You know, he, it, You know, they thought he was effective. They thought, you know, what he did with uh, the Persian Gulf War was, at, you know, in its own way, was masterful, cynical realpolitik mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of putting his coalition together. That included Syria and Israel, and uh, also kept the Soviet Union's uh, Soviet Union in check, which was, you know, still in existence um, at that point. So it was this incredibly masterful display of, of diplomacy. He was as good manager of empire, which is what the, what they wanted. But he was this completely corrupt and terrible person. And Who, who's they? The saying? media, the the mainstream media, like
1: professional uh, highest high status types,
3: you just know, checking. <laughs> so the the mainstream media were just there's this constant drumbeat of criticism post 1986 when Iran Contra uh, comes out, and then of course you know the cynicism of uh, Willie Horton in the 1988 election. Oh yeah, um, I so, remember the SNL bets. Oh, even like the
1: SNL bets about it. Yeah,
3: yeah. So and you know the thing is he was seen as a pretty he was not very well liked if if not reviled uh by much of uh um the liberal media and now they're completely whitewashing their own reporting <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. you know for for years to like pre- present him as this ennobling figure because it's not really about him it's about trump
1: yeah Everything that is not uh you know vocally supporting Trump is somehow like a you know a strong rebuke against him or can be marshalled against him and it's but it's it's kind of thing where you yeah you, know, you kept mentioning how conspiracy theories can be like a um they're a they're like a a totalizing myth they're an explanatory narrative it's um and taking that, but also cou- coupling it with Corey's point that there a lot of theorists are just shitty detectives. There is, I think, the, in, in the distinction between conspiracy and conspiracy theory, there is a I, I want to say almost unconsciously, unconsciously uh, deliberate um, mystification going on, a smokescreen. Uh, does anybody remember um, anybody remember Memento?
4: the movie
1: the movie yes <laughs> yes do you remember uh do you remember what the, it, one, one of the things that was revealed near the climax of the, after the climax of the film
4: you don't want the
1: truth
5: you make up your own truth like your police file it was complete when i gave it to you who took out the 12 pages you probably no it wasn't me see it was you why would i do that to create a puzzle you could never solve
1: in terms of like what the guy did with his own, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't ruin it for me. I haven't
3: seen it. It's it's, wor- it's
1: worth, still worth it's still worth it's still worth seen, but it's um, but it's kind of a thing where, and it's, it's it's similar to like um, like like you know taking for example like Pizzagate versus the reality is like, you know it's it's a com- you know these theories act as a comfortable almost like a salve, you know, an opiate if you will, um, <laughs> of a. Uh, of, like, yeah, it, it explains how things are going on, but it also, it trumps up things so much that, like, um, it it's so far beyond, like, you, uh, uh, a level of power so far beyond your ability to do, to do anything about it that, you know, you're, then, it, hey, it's, you know, I'd like to do something about it, but I can't, so it's like, I'm just gonna, uh, you know, it's kind of a thing where, like, you know, these things are constructed such that, um, you, you know, they can never be solved.
4: Yeah, the power over it comes from figuring it out quote-unquote right i mean that's pretty much and we always need an other right we always need something an adversary something to project our fears and our and our and our feelings of you know against this lack of this this feeling of powerlessness that we experience in our regular lives it's just it's always going to happen it's just that not having the self-recognition to understand that you'll end up in these you know very easily in these like taking whatever you can possible to to support your narrative and you know we've again most people in terms of our generation have been radicalized by the idea that yes you couldn't trust anything that was being handed down to you from any kind of sense of authority or you know you had to figure it out for yourself but if you don't have the resources and you also don't trust anybody telling you the story you're gonna find your own thing and to support it
5: okay it's now painfully clear the adults are definitely paving the way for an invasion by the saucer people. You fool! Can't you see it's a massive government conspiracy? Or have they gotten to you, too? <laughs> <laughs> haven't you ever heard of occam's razor the simplest explanation is probably the correct one so what's the simplest explanation i don't know maybe they're all reverse vampires and they have to get home before dark
4: (laughs) Ah! (laughs) and having a community around that is one of the most important things for conspiracy theories is just having that group of people that you know substantiate your claims that are not talking down to you they're part of your you know
0: group
1: reinforcement
4: group reinforcement i mean
0: if you want to talk about conspiracy theories there's been a one that's been going on for thousands of years which is that there has been a conspiracy of religious figures who have been molesting children and helping each other get away with it and it's really only in the 20th century that the dam is really broken on
3: that. I, mean, I wouldn't call that a conspiracy. I That's would just, absolutely call that a conspiracy no, be, theory. No, beca- it's, it's not. Because it's, it's a lack of accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that there is... Uh, it's not like there's the Freemasons. The, the thing about <laughs> a conspiracy theory is there's an, an identifiable, nameable group of people... Of, who, of malefactors. Of right. Of bad actors. Who, who are the ones who are controlling right you know what what's going on
5: so finally we're all in agreement about what's going on with the adults new house okay here's what we've got the rand corporation in conjunction with the saucer people thank you under the supervision of the reverse vampires (sighs) are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner we're through the looking glass here,
3: people. So the latest iteration is is just the deep space. W- deep, st- <laughs> <laughs> deep space? I yeah, like that. Deep, deep, deep space deep, is a totally different. Deep space, is. 90120. Um, uh, deep state, which is utter bullshit. Okay, you know. Yeah. I... Uh, there's a ruling class, obviously. There's an apparatus um, uh, of, of the ruling uh, class, you know, the executive uh, uh, branch, the, gov- the governmental branch and, and Wall Street, um, uh, essentially. But the idea that there's this kind of, like, hidden machinery yep. where these bureaucrats are all acting in power with each other is is absolutely absurd. Mm-hmm. absurd. And, I mean, you know, that New York Times opinion Piece it was widely ridiculed because you know where it's the person who's just like oh where it's just like what the hell are you stopping him from yeah. you know it's, it's not just, handing him his memos uh, in the morning you, you know it's just like you know he got he's done the Muslim ban you know he's kidnapping thousands of, of children from his parents he's forced through you know these huge uh, uh, tax giveaways so what what exactly are you preventing him from doing right you know so it's you know and just because they're individual actors who may be trying to gum up the works that does not mean it's this what the deep state the way that the right is using it is that there's this whole hidden apparatus that is working as one uh, that is completely committed to stopping him and this is kind of the secret government within the government Mm -hmm. that is controlling what's, what's going on so the thing about like you know, if if we're to say like um, uh, that abuse of of children by religious figures, I mean, we could also say that patriarchy is then a conspiracy, right? You know the the the, <laughs> the traffic the traffic in women. That's not a conspiracy. That that is a social phenomena that we can ex- explain in in terms. Of of theory of, about class and 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 gender relations, right? I think
1: I think I think yeah. One of the key things about uh, the the theory aspect is, that, like I said, it's it's there. You there's a set, you have both the person who's actually con, you know a real it's, it's a real phenomenon, the person who's actually doing this, but with the conspiracy theory. Um, there is always an other, there's always like, this, uh, like I said, and, and usually it's, there's always, it's a hidden other, it's a you know, a shadowy uh, cabal It's there- the illusion
4: of control because there, you know, the banality of the idea that we there really isn't any is terrifying for so many people. We live in a world where we, we were raised to believe that, you know, people could figure it out and they could, you know rule with a strong arm, you know I'm not really making sense here, but the whole idea that we would lose that and have to say that people are just people and, and it's susceptible to the stupidest things in the world and that they're not, you know, doing fourth dimensional chess or whatever, that's too much more terrifying for people than the idea that there is a shadowy Illuminati up there, new, you, you know.
0: Well, I think I have to push back on this, and I guess it's probably a good thing that Corey's not here because now it's only three against one, but that's fine. As the paranoiac on this podcast... We need dramatic tension. There definitely was a small coterie of people who were consistently covering up things in the Catholic Church.
5: Fight the real enemy.
0: There were people who were doing it with pedophiles in the British government. And I I don't. By but this is not a thousand year old conspiracy. I don't, well, I, but I didn't make that claim. Yes, you did. You I said that he went back a thousand years, but I'm not saying it's the same people. I'm not saying that they have u- union dues. What I'm saying is he said it are, was a conspiracy,
3: but for thousands know, of we, years. We, we can rewind anyway, the tape.
0: I do not believe ahead. in
4: papal vampires. That yeah. sounds
0: the ar- Well, the argument that I'm making isn't that it's necessarily a consistent conspiracy. What I'm arguing is that there has been a consistent problem. And that there have been conspiracies consistently to cover it up. And, I mean, to push back on this deep state thing, that guy said he wasn't working alone. And I would argue that there are probably numerous groups that are essentially conspiring to work against Trump. Whether or not you think that's a bad thing may depend on your point of view. But I would argue that some of the things that we've seen coming out with regards to the Khashoggi thing are clearly leaks of people in the intelligence community who have a
3: very definite agenda and that happens all the time that, that that does not mean that okay so i think we're, we're just Getting really loose with 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 the terminology here, you know any sort of leak is not evidence of of a greater conspiracy. Any sort of different agendas is not evidence of a conspiracy theory right that that 's why when we 're talking about conspiracy theories it 's things like the moon landing uh was a hoax nine eleven was an inside uh, job mm. you know pizza pizzagate they 're discreet. Phenomena, you know, or like that, or their agents, the Bilderberg Group, the Freemasons. Princess
1: Die was Princess Die was murdered. That kind of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, slightly the, older example.
0: This is why I find it frustrating to be a conspiracy theorist because I always feel like conspiracy theorists take it too far. It's enough to say that <laughs> it's enough to say that skull and bones exist. You're, you're a yeah. responsible conspiracy theorist. I try to be.
3: Okay, least, I mean it's enough to is. say
0: that the FBI and the CIA both lied to the Warren Commission. You don't need to go in and start screaming about how there were other shooters or JFK was a body double.
1: Right. I think. Well, they, I think that gets into it is because again, life is fucking boring. You know, life is dumb. Um, if you uh, if you have saw so, um, uh, if you have it's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people are getting into the QAnon and whatnot. But they are, they are of a certain demographic. If the majority of your problems or survival have been solved. You you know like you know you you're, you know you're, you're not fighting for food you're not fighting for shelter you have you know
4: <laughs> you're just on Facebook talking to all of your friends about you know reading into the tweets of some anonymous person on the internet
1: yeah it's but but it's like it's it's kind of a thing it, we need we need something to push against we need something to struggle against we need a way you know we need a way to uh, something to put to uh to like apply we need we need we need a, a puzzle to solve it's one of the reasons why you know even like rich people do golf because golf is a series of obstacles we voluntarily <laughs> um you know we voluntarily choose to solve but it's kind of a, it's the same thing it's like it is the um I'm slowly losing my
3: point is here. Is that why frat boys do beer pong?
1: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, cuz well you you can't yeah, so, well yeah, you can't just sit there and drink because what fun is that? You have to make a game out of it. You have to and, and again, you know, you have to have a system of um you know, you have to you have to,
3: compl- so, you have to complicate so I I I think, you know, the 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 term that I, that I would Use you know another Freudian term is is the libidinal pleasure right mm-hmm. yes yeah. and that that's what they're getting from it like I watched um, uh, this little Vice video of some uh, uh, dumbass Vice reporter which is kind of <laughs> all of them which is kind of redundant <laughs> well um,
1: we we, have, we we have we've had hey we've had one at least one Vice columnist on this
3: show but I've I've I've, I've written for Vice before. Huh. Uh, uh, I uh, only once, you know, so I, I think I got to pass. Um and he's interviewing these two like this QAnon couple. And the thing is it's you, you can it, in some ways, it's better to watch it without the sound on, because they just feel, they just look so like pleased with themselves, mm-hmm. and that they are on a higher plane of existence. And part of the complexity, and you know, like I would challenge listeners out there: you have what is it, like three or four hundred thousand listeners? Is it? I forget uh, exactly. At last
1: count, uh, we have we have at least uh, we have, and at least one in Estonia. <laughs>
3: Nice, nice. Uh, that's uh, uh, behind the fake Instagram accounts. Um, you know. The-
1: um, well, most of them have real ones. The fake ones uh, got bored with them. They, and they're well, out-
3: I figured the Estonian's a
0: troll farm. You know, the, the allegations that any of our listeners are bots is a conspiracy theory, and we won't
1: entertain it. <laughs> we oh, live,
3: we uh, li- I'm a
1: bot. Yes, see. I'm Ladies and gentlemen, sure. uh, we live in a city, Portland, Oregon, where the, our own mayor accused people um, you know who participated in a you know in a coordinated drive just to you know, have him increase taxes on the wealthy to pay for vital city services as russian bots this happened in wow uh, it was like what may something <laughs> like that it was like it was like some press conference and so part of the local uh tax the rich program everybody said hey, you know s- you know everybody said you know send this message to the mayor's account and he and he was complaining to like, the tribune or something and, like you know, I think that, I think Russian bots are getting involved with uh, Portland politics and whatnot. You anyway, know, sorry.
5: To be concluded on the next episode of giving the mic to the wrong person. Home of Bulgaris is the leading cyberpunk dystopia stoner, internet, cult late capitalist, adjective, known Russian bot for podcast. The future is now and it sucks. The algorithm is horny but has no desire. We desire to be like it. We offer ourselves up to the invisible machinery of late capitalism, hoping to make it horny for our content, our data, our entire lives and humanity. It's terrible. It's kind of sexy. Listen to Homo Vulgaris. Embrace gay space third impact luxury anime t-shirt communism. Better living through death drive army. Homo Vulgaris. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else fine podcasts are found.